Yeah, I'm still here. So, should we just get on with it anyway? No, I, I can play off. I, I'm just going to turn the video off and I'm going to turn it back on again. You did the same. Oh. <laughs> oh, you must work in IT. That's what I get paid money for. <laughs> Welcome to the Transatlantic Rant, episode 18. I'm Fraser over in Canada, joined by Jeremy in England. Got that one done, no problems. (laughs) Third intro of the night. Crikey. (laughs) Yes, how are you? I've had a week of hell. Yeah, so I gather. Yeah, it's not been been a good week this week. I mean, obviously, anyone who's regular knows that generally most of my weeks are fairly miserable, but this one was pretty... It's just not been a good one. I um, I well, I I, I I almost got mugged on the train, which was a bit there's the big story. Yeah. Bizarre situation. Um, I was on the train back from work with all the other sort of like poor misery, you know, that, that goes with that, and everyone's on there. And basically, this big guy who you can describe as urban. Can we go urban? Is that right? He's urban. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't a chav though. Kind of like Urban with, you know, with his, with basically a pair of boxer shorts sticking out from his, his, his trousers and, uh, and a hoodie. And he sat next to me and he had about three phones on him and, um, he, he smelled as well, which didn't, <laughs> he did though, he did smell. That was, I don't know, poor, you know, he was, he's, he's Urban. Um, and anyway, so I'm sitting there and I've got my headphones on and I haven't brought anything to read. It's kind of like the cardinal sin. You, know, you always have your, your safety mechanism, which is your reading material. And um, he uh, he kept asking me for my phone. And I kept saying, oh, I'm not giving you my phone. I've got to make a call. Got got to make a call, man. I've got to make a call. I was going, no, I, I'm not giving you my phone. I just literally just spent then the next 25 minutes looking out the window um, Listening to it, all, it was just bizarre because all the strange, dreadful music that was on my um, on my phone kept coming through, like sort of strange classical stuff that I'd forgot and I'd ever it was ever on there. And anyway, he um, he was ringing up his other mate, and he had all these phones on him, and people started to leave the carriage because he was going to me, you know, I want your phone, and I'm saying I'm not give you a phone, and then there's all these things, and I'm thinking I look like such a fucking idiot. I was a typical kind of like Jeremy sort of like situation. This is another thing. All Jeremy's are dicks, aren't they? Cause you're <laughs> Jeremy Beadle, Jeremy Kyle, whatever his name is, you know, all cocks. And I'm just thinking I look like a real Jeremy cock here in this grey expensive jacket and this enormous big scarf wrapped around my neck. I'm basically looking like Middle Englander, kind of like mug me written all over. And, um, anyway, we're sort of like there, and I'm thinking the worst. And I'm thinking, oh, do I do? Do I, am I, do I have to fight him? Is he going to stab me? What, 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 what happens in these sort of situations? Because until you're in that sort of environment, you don't really know what's going on. And also, you've got all these people that you think, you know, if, if it does, the shit does hit the fan. Um, who's, who's got your back? Yeah, who's going to be around? Who's going to sort of like 
grab one arm of his and I'll grab the other and, you know, do I, what do I do? Do I make the first punch? I don't know. I don't know. So, anyway, so after 25 minutes, the train sort of stops and he obviously, like, legs it off and I was a bit sort of, like, strangely shaken by because I, I, I had no idea and I, I have no idea what this guy looked like from that, you know, because I just literally had me looking out the window at my own reflection of kind of, like, fear and, and, and wondering what the fuck to do kind of sort of situation. Um... But you hear this, don't you? You hear people that get on the subways and tubes and stuff, and they literally just go down and they mug along the train, get off at one stop, and they're they're into the into the ether. You don't see them again. So that wasn't good. Uh, no, well, it's not a good experience. I wouldn't wish that on anyone, <laughs> except you. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously though. It, no, not very good. Not very good. No, but I th- the weird thing is, that when, when and, and people who've had probably, obviously, if there's any listeners out there who've had some sort of these horrendous situations which do happen, and probably people out there have had even more horrendous, horrendous situations that have happened, that you don't really know, nothing in, in your social sort of interaction prepares you for what you're supposed to do. Now, I realised with this guy that he wasn't going to start shouting at me that he wanted my phone because he needed to attract everybody onto the carriage. And he probably wasn't going to start a scene. I think he was just hoping, if I just quietly intimidate this guy for the whole of journey, he's just going to give my phone and I'll just take it and I'll get off the train, you know, rather than causing a scene. And I suppose that was even worse. Because at least if you sort of come to me, I could have, you know, you're in the moment then, you've got to do something. You know, you, got, you have to fight or whatever. I, and I just kept thinking, I, what I'll do is, is if he goes for the phone and he tries to take it, I just have to gauge quickly. He's got his sort of like slim jeans on and he doesn't look as though he's holding any knife or whatever. I just have to like literally just grab hold of his lapels and just bite onto his nose or something and just hold on there. And that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it's funny enough, I was in a situation... Thank you. tone's incredible. Oh, uh, I know. You know what? The little ones are coming up looking for snacks again. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Worms? Why are they hungry oh, all the time? Yeah, no, always hungry. Yeah, but I, I'm sorry. I just yeah, I lost, a, lost you lost my attention for about ten seconds there. But going back, oh, I did I did have a situation. A while, uh, going back, I think it was at Glastonbury, and some guy said, "Oh yeah, you know what? I can get you in. Give me twenty dollars, twenty quid, or whatever, and I'll get you in." And he said, "Sorry, I gave him the twenty quid," and then he just walked off. And I mean, he had me. You know, that was it. The guy was way bigger than me. So it sounds like one of those situations where all he has to do is get the phone off you. Yeah. And then what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. It's, then it's game over, isn't it, then? He has the phone. I'm you there don't. thinking. <laughs> but the funny thing is, mate, is I just thought I'm, I'm not giving up the phone. It's almost as though, and this is why I can see certain people that have either got stabbed or, or worse has happened, because you just don't want to go there. You do not want to go to the situation where you're thinking, you know what? I'm just going to give my possessions away. You, you, you're, no, I've bloody fucking worked for this. Fuck you and go and fucking earn it. You know, go and do what everybody else goes. Go and do what I do every fucking half six every morning and do the misery that I do and go and earn your possessions, you fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm surprised you got, I'm surprised you got, I'm surprised you got singled out there because you're a fairly big bloke, aren't you? You're six foot. Yeah, I thought I was something. And I've realised that I'm now I'm 15 stone, man. <laughs> well, what's uh, that in new money? What's that in pounds? I've got no idea. That's too many eating burgers and stuff. I've spent too much money. But I, I've, do you know what? I had this strange situation where the wife was in and she, she, she's standing there and she's got the, the weighing scales. And I, I'm in there and I go, I'll, I'll, I'll go on. And I haven't weighed myself since 
God, a couple of months. Blokes don't like weighing themselves. You might as well just go and smack yourself in the face of a hammer. Or, or, or you know, just go and get a chisel and smack yourself in the eye of it. I, I just don't bother. But I, I decided to get on there. And it's like, Jesus Christ. And the, and the thing was just going up. And they're all electronic now, aren't they? You don't even have that kind of like twinging of the arrow to the, like, the disaster zone. I was gonna, <laughs> the thing was just rising. Like, I was just leaning on a weighing scales. And, uh, yeah, yeah what, uh, how, many sto- how many pounds are in a stone? I've got no idea. <laughs> 16, 16 pounds in a stone, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. You should have said less. <laughs> I think it is. I don't know. Well, by my working out, you're 100 pounds. That can't be right. <laughs> I haven't done... I'm trying to do long multiplication. I'm coming Mate, up with... You, weigh, okay, you, weigh either 100, you either weigh 100 pounds or you weigh 1,000 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're bringing down your rear wall... To get you out, yeah. Uh, mate, I, I swear, honestly, that just weight doesn't it? It just catches up you. You're all right. You've always been this kind of skinny little runt. Bless you. <laughs> I don't mean that in an endearing terms, but you've always had a natural quick metabolism. Whereas mine is, I just eat something and it just it's just going to be there for the rest of my life. Yeah, scales and me are not we're not acquainted, and it's not that I avoid them. I just have absolutely no interest in them whatsoever. Yeah, if anything, I try and put weight on. So. Uh, you see, whatever your, your genetic makeup is, it's like, I don't know. They say, though, aren't you, when you ask you've had a kid, you put on a stone or whatever, but I just know that... <laughs> I think they mean women. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that applies to you. <laughs> That's been my excuse for the last, like, nine months. It's a good Why one. Why you put some weight on, Jez? Yeah, yeah, you know, you put on a bit of weight after you have a kid. Well, your hmm. wife probably has, because she's been carrying around like the thing. What about you? Well, you know... Just like ice cream, I do like. Ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this, 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 the sad thing is that there is warmth in food, and it's and women have this all the time. And men, it's only in the later age that the men find a comfort in eating. Do you have that? Yeah, a bit more, a bit more these days. I do enjoy good food a lot more, for sure. And I like was enjoying ice cream last night. That's a nice trick. Because the kids like ice cream. I've got on that bandwagon now. So, yeah, it's good. But you're lucky, though. I mean, you just sort of have it and it's gone. You know, I haven't done any exercise either, mate. I, I've, you know, I mean, after all the disasters, I'm talking about man biting. You know, I'm just at the back. I'm going on a diet. We'll have a diet over the, over the next kind of like things. If anyone's up for doing a diet and you want to send in what you are now, and we'll kind of like, my wife's got this thing where she wants me to be fit for 40. And I was kind of like, I've never been fit for 30 or fit for 20, you know. So <laughs> but I've just realised that, you know, you're just getting into that kind of bulkier sort of like stage of life. And we were discussing about clothes as well. And I kind of like, I'm in that, 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 that sort of weird twilight zone where I don't even know what to wear anymore. Do I, do, do, do I still wear all right with jeans? Am I wearing, you know, I wouldn't wear the combat kind of like trousery like thing that's too you know whatever kids are wearing you know, the, the, the Beckham sort of strange dress sense that he has but no well I've had this thought about wardrobes because see you have to you can't avoid it well there's two roads you can go down you're either going to end up you know how you always looked at your dad and you're like how what are you wearing dad what happened or you see the older guy who is dressed in the trendy clothes and he just looks awful like you can't win. There's no winning. There's no middle ground. You're not going to win. So you have to choose which side, which battleground you're going to take. 
are you going to try and keep up with the young crowd and look, you know, like you're having a midlife crisis? <laughs> or are you just going to end up dressing like a dad? And the reason I, you know how I think dressing like a dad comes around is your wardrobe doesn't change from when you're about your mid-30s <laughs> upwards. You never, ever progress past your mid-30s wardrobe. And so 10 or 20 years down the line, you look like a dad. That's how it works. I'm pretty sure. It's how it is, mate. I, I don't like chucking clothes out, you see. And, I, and I'm thinking, you know, I, I got this, this, this jacket that Paola gave me, and my wife absolutely hates it. But she used to ha- I used to have a, a, kind of like a cream uh, blazer kind of like thing. And she said, get rid of that. It's Jeremy fucking Clarkson. And I said, no, it's, it's fine. You know, you can wear that. It's, it's a smart kind of like thing to wear out. She said, no, get rid of it. So I got this kind of like Marlboro Classics jacket. And, and, and she absolutely hates it and it's a bit sort of you know a bit worn now and all the rest of it but I, I keep thinking it'll come back it's, it's got that kind of like you know and then I'm thinking what, what, what are you trying to do here what, what <laughs> get that with a pair of chinos <laughs> get yourself back no, chinos it's almost like that Simpsons quote where, where the kids lost his dad you know lost your fashion sense uh huh it's not coming back is it it might no it's not <laughs> It's just an uphill battle that no, no I, I think men also just give up the ghost, don't they? You know, you're either somebody that's always been that kind of like trendy guy that's had all the sort of like, you know, designer labelly sort of stuff or whatever and kept up on it, but you get to a point, and I think it's sort of, you know, in, in your 30s where you just don't give a shit anymore. You're quite prepared to go out looking like a scruffy old oi. I mean, you've always been fairly scruffy anyway, but I mean, I, I've only just recently just sort of given up. Yeah, well, the opposite of that, actually, is, like, I don't mind being comfortable. I like to be comfortable, but too scruffy, I'll tell you what I do now a lot more than I never, ever used to, is shave at the weekends. Like, if I'm going to take the kids out, you know, if I've got two or three days growth, sometimes I start to feel a bit guilty. I'm like, oh, maybe I should have a shave before I take the kids out, you know. No, let them see that you're worn and tired. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I always, I always look tired. Out. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. So, uh, well, I, 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 Homer Simpson's thing, mate. Well, I, I shave, and literally the next day, it's done. It's already, it's already there. You know, it should happening. be there like, the next day. But it's, it, but yeah, it's just coming straight on, and it's go, it's, it goes all sort of like dark. You know, I, I sort of feel a bit like George, you know, George Michael. He's kind of like a hairy gorilla, isn't he? He must literally shave every half hour because he's one of those guys. You know, that were about when you when you're about twelve. And you just have a little glance across, don't you? Maybe in the, in, the, in the boys' changing room, and you see that someone else has kind of got a lot of hair, and you're wondering, <laughs> you're wondering when your hair's coming. George Michael would have been one of those guys. Like all the, all the rugby team were all hairy. They were literally just brought in yetis, yetis and gorillas from various different parts of the country, and stuck them in there just to make you feel inadequate. And I, and I, I just took me long to grow a lot of hair. And now the stuff's growing everywhere. I've got it on my back. It's on my shoulders. I get those strange, really tough hairs. Those really tough hairs you get. It's like yeah, I always one. get them out of my cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> I get these one rogue hair that will grow out of the cheek. It'll grow about an inch overnight. <laughs> Very strange. They do. And they get thicker and thicker because you start pulling them out. And then they become like spikes. Don't they? And you can feel them just sort of like there. I, I, honestly. Well, I, I'm getting out my ears as well. Yeah, I don't have an ear problem. Do you know what my wife bought me as a joke, but she was kind of semi-serious? <laughs> <laughs> a 
a nasal hair trimmer. Yeah. That's and no joke. I, and Why I, and who I would buy that as a joke? <laughs> Here, I, I bought you a nasal hair trimmer. Isn't that funny? <clears throat> please use it, because every time you're sort of like making a little face or whatever, all the hairs are coming out your nose. They, I, I know that. I'll be there. Have you used I'm, it? No, I've got to get some batteries for it, but it's, it's going to come into play soon. It is. I, you see, it's one of the most agonizing things, stubbing your toes and also pulling your nostril hairs out. If you get in there, get a good rooting around, and just yank one out, you know. Make your eyes water. It does, mate. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that was, that's, that's me. I don't know. I haven't asked you about your week, so what was happening to you? Have you uh, well, been pre- So, yeah, this week uh, I was doing some uh, sniffing around on the internet, seeing ways to sort of promote the podcast, and um, I saw there was another podcast mentioned on a website, uh, podcast called Dudes and Stuff. So two guys who pretty much just uh, talk a load of old nonsense like us. Is that what we do? <laughs> I think we're very profound, aren't we? Very profound. Yeah, I guess. So anyway, and they advertised. They said, "Oh yeah, we're going to have you know, we're going to be doing our podcast. If you fancy phoning in and talking to us, do." I really didn't know anything about them at all. I just phoned in pretty much blind. I got their Skype address and just phoned in, and so I guest appeared on their show, which was fun. They're a nice couple of guys, uh, Travis and Josh. And if you get a chance to check out their website or their podcast, Dudes and Stuff, which was uh, good. And we talked about one of your favorite subjects, cats. And uh, I think uh, I sent you the link of the, uh, the amount of cats that are murdering mammals in North America, which was, you know, runs in the billions. Anyway, so we talked about that for a while. And, uh, but what made me laugh, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it. But here we go. Let me just see if I can find this. Did you, did you, listen, to the, did you listen to it? No. Okay. <laughs> well, if you had listened to it, you might have got to the end of it. And uh, check this out. This is at the end of it. But Skype it next week. It was fun talking to... Uh, Fitzgerald. My, was that what it was? I think so. Okay. I don't know. Fitzgerald. <laughs> they didn't even know what your name was. Well, I called them blind, right? So they never, probably didn't take in my name and then when it came to the end of their podcast they didn't have it you know my Skype is under my wife so they were pretty much lost but Fitzgerald is a new one on me I've not been called Fitzgerald before <laughs> I think it's rather fitting you really do you like that? yeah it's better than fuck it's alright I guess Smith. well I've been called that yeah so yeah that made me laugh because I've been called lots of things in my time there's a lot of people who get my name mixed up so Fitzgerald was a new one I've been called Freefer. Freefer I had the other day, which was pretty good. I don't even know. That's Freefer. not even a name. <laughs> Freefer. <laughs> Freefer. Yeah, that one got me. I that's not even a name, is it? I'm, I'm Francis. Freefer. Spencer. Freeloader. <laughs> Freeloader, I'd get. Yeah, you're probably so. eating stuff out of their fridge when that happens. So anyway, yeah, that so that was good. That was fun. Did that. Um, uh, what else? Not you know, same old week. Watching uh, some movie. We're going to move on. We'll talk about movies in a minute. I have been working on the bathroom. I was thinking about you today uh, because a while back you mentioned. Toilet. Well, no, the toilet's in, so everything's uh, good. I'm just really now tidying up. And uh, I was thinking of you today because a while back you had mentioned using tubs and tubs of filler. Uh, that's what I've been doing today. I am filling some gaps, boy. 
Let me tell you, mind the gap. <laughs> the, 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 the wonderful thing about filler, and we, we did mention this, is that it, it's just there for those holes, and there just seems to be lots of holes. And now where I filled, and I'm talking about probably gaps that should never have been you, or filler should never have filled, um, the wood's warping and it's stretching, and it now looks like this kind of strange, melted, stretched cheese <laughs> where the wall is. So I, I've got to go and get more filler to fill in my old filling holes, mate. Well, there must be a point where you can't put any more filler in. So. Yeah, I still think you can keep filling. I've got a hole down by the side of my bath. My bathtub's in. I've just been, you know, doing the ceiling, ceiling, S E A L ceiling around the bathtub, and uh, I've got one space between tile and bathtub it's so big I've had to put a layer of silicon down each side of it and then hope, wait for that to dry so I can fill it in in the middle it's dreadful <laughs> I was shoving bits of wood and all sorts of little like splinters into the gap so that I wouldn't have to use so much filler because I was running out of filler because it, I, I, when I put these skirting boards up against the wall the gaps were so enormous that I just thought, rather than doing what a sensible person would have done, which is kind of like chipped away at some of the some of the, the, the plaster and fitted it up snugly against it, I just didn't do that. I just thought, well, it's got to be bowed. I'm never going to be able to sort it out, so just use your filler. And I just made this a massive, like like half-inch gaps kind of like things, just just stuffed it. And then when it, I, I was running out of it, I just shoved loads of wood in there and then filled it. Yeah, I reckon I they do, to do that. that. They do that, those guys. They don't care. Those chippies and stuff, they're probably sticking more filler in and, 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 and tissue. I found tissue in loads of places where they just sort of like use that to pad out stuff. I actually yeah, found... Yeah, so it's sort mate. of like you hear... <clears throat> so just, just, I was going to say, sort of like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> I actually found when we lifted up the carpets... Go on, you talk. The, the, just, just quick. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be annoying. All the listeners are thinking, I'm not going to talk on a fucking time. You talk on a fucking time, you fucking cockles, man. Why you fucking keep talking on a fucking time? There was, um, when we lifted up the carpets, um, this guy obviously couldn't have been asked to sort of just get some filler. So he put a, and this is no joke, he put sweet wrappers and then put an elastoplast over this hole and then just put the carpet on top of it. <laughs> so, so, uh, and I removed that, and, um, and, and, you know, we had the new, and I forgot when the carpet guys came to actually fill it up. So it, now we've got this little dent, and it just reminds me of the bloke who put a plaster <laughs> over some sweet wrappers to block the hole. God. Which would still be good if it was there. Yes. It was still working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think what makes me laugh about doing it, I've been doing the filling all around the door frame. So I've put this molding around the door frame, which left a massive gap between the molding and the frame. So that's been getting fillered all this morning. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> and then I also know at I the top pig, of the... then. Sorry, yeah. I just snorted like a pig. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. And then but I know at the top of the door, I, if I was proper, you know what, if you're that anal, I would be... Uh, standing up, going above it, and filling in the top as well. But I know that unless anyone comes to my house who's more than like six and a half foot, they're never going to see it. Oh, see, so I, I, I did mine because I thought someone's going to come and have a look at this job one day, and then I think they didn't fill behind it. You're talking about where the board, the um, 
board and goes over the door, the wooden frame bit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You lazy ass. See, I could go. Yeah, I know. I could go up there and whatever and do it, but I figure no one's going to see it. I'll know about it, but I don't mind that. I can live with it. I can live with the guilt. Well, so. doesn't when you, when you're dusting and someone puts runs their finger along it, think, oh, there's a big hole here. What's this? And they start pulling on this piece of string, and then it's no <laughs> to it. Flags. And you just go and And then the, yeah, watch the tiles start falling off the bathtub. <laughs> and it just pulls all of the masonry off. Yeah. yeah. So Actually, anyone who's listened to the podcast knows that this bathroom project of mine has been going on for a long time. I'll tell you who does know it's been going on a long time. My wife. <laughs> Do you get the reminders? <clears throat> I think recently. Recently, it started to wear a bit, so it's getting close. From close to finishing now, I get. Hopefully, I'm going to get the door on next week, and then we're done. Like pretty much done. Pretty much. <laughs> You'll go da da, and then the toilet will just literally collapse. <laughs> itself, water yeah, well, the same. Luckily, no, it doesn't appear to be any leaks. The bathtub's been full of water for the last two days. No leaks. You did so. all the plumbing yourself, didn't you? Yeah, plumbing, electrics, everything's... Yeah. I did the whole thing. Everything was ripped out bare. So, you know, and it's all been, yeah, myself. So, it's good. Anyway. How long? Nearly there. Yeah, about eight months. Yeah, that's, a, that's a typical man job. You've well, I'm only getting like... A, the first four months have just been told, can you do it? And then you're going, yeah, yeah, I'll get around to it. You, you, you can do it now? Ah, uh, give me a weekend. I just, you know, I've just been busy at work. Can you, can you do it now? All right, I'm going to do it. And then you get on with it, and you're doing it. And then uh, you finish it, and, and I'll tell you what, mate, in two weeks' time, I should be asking you, when, when, what about the, uh, the bedroom? Have you thought about painting it? Could we paint that? And they say that the, 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 the plural, we. That's never, that's never we. You're not going to be doing it. You're going to be down doing something else. You'll have something else that's more of an emergency. And I'll be up there, headphones on, painting, losing the will to live. I, I finished all of, you know, the guy, I finished all of the um, upstairs like, bit. And the wife's gone into this tiny little like room that we've got. That it is looking a bit ropey. And she said, "Yeah, we could do some stuff with this, couldn't we?" And then I knew, mate, that it was on. It was literally being recorded. Then she's got it now noted. It's going to go onto some sort of mental agenda item, and then you're going to have to go and do it. You can't sit around and do nothing. I already know what my next jobs are. I think it's kitchen next, and then oh. also uh, there's a list. There's a list of them, and that's not even <coughs> including the ones that I want to do. So, yeah, but, but that's okay. You know what? You've got to be done. So it gives you some sort of sense of purpose, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I am that. useful. I'm useful to someone. So. Keep believing that. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? I had a couple of notes here that we missed out. Just we did have problems with the last recording, didn't we? When record, I was recording and uh, we started to go out of sync for some reason. So we cut out a load of last week's. We missed talking about the movies, and we were going to talk about your foray into acting, I think, as well. Did we talk about it? I, I can't remember. Talk about that. No, okay, well, we'll put that on the back burner. I'll slip it in sometime on the sly. Uh, so apologies if that seemed a little bit weird. So we didn't cover any movies, games, or TV, or anything. That's all right. So let's move on to movies now. Okay. I watched Dread the other day. It was okay. Did you see it? I saw the first ten minutes. I'd switch it off. It's like it was done on a on, on a budget of ten p. I mean, the, the, the opening shots of Mega City. Anybody who was a kid, he read two thousand D, two thousand AD, which is two thousand AD. Two thousand AD, and Judge Dredd and Halo Jones and Strontium Dog and Gosh Slain and all of those wonderful stories. Um, 
would have thought, hold on, megacities like this enormous, big, enormous, thousand-high block kind of a huge place. And they literally looked as though they just did a copy-and-paste job of Soweto or something um, and, and just built a wall around it. What they should have done is they should have said to Sylvester Stone, because you're such a sad freakoid, and, and let's get on to him a bit later about how sad Sylvester Stallone is, man, because he's doing some new film and it looks like your granddad dancing at a, a, a Christmas party. But, um, yeah, mate, I couldn't. You liked it? You raced it? Yeah, it was all right. I found it... I, you know what... I found it a little, ter- terrible, sad to say. I found it a little bit too gory, a little bit too st- stylized violence. I'm a little bit, I don't know whether, it's not that it shocks me, it's not that it whatever, I just find it unnecessary. And I was thinking about this last night, because last night we watched um, Tarantino's new movie, Django. And that's pretty gory as well. He's got a new style. He's, I think he's introducing a new style for bullet wounds and just went for basically exploding a balloon of red paint. There was just so much of it around. And it was pretty gory, pretty, pretty <coughs> gory move. And I was like, I don't know whether I can really be bothered with this. Just, am I getting too old? I'm just... I had, I, it's like sex... It's like the old... You know what? I think we have violence now is like sex scenes back in the 80s or 90s. They used to throw in sex scenes all over the place. And you're like, do... You know, what does it really mean? It's more more imagination in just watching them go off to the bedroom, close the door, and, oh, I wonder what they're getting up to. Instead of some knackered old stupid sex scene that, you know, makes you feel uncomfortable while you're watching it with your dad and mum. <laughs> Every bloke is going, what on earth are you talking about? It's like, if you've got the sex scene on there, unless you've got, and, and, and let's, let's face it, Basic Instinct was probably one of the, the, the films where everybody sort of thought, oh God, there's going to be lots of nookie and there's going to be Sharon Stone. And when you got kind of like used to her sort of like upturned little pert nipples bouncing up and down like a couple of puppies nose enthusiastically in a, in a, in a, I don't know, in a pet shop. <clears throat> You then just sort of zoomed over to the sagging, sagging ass of Michael Douglas, and then just ruined everything, you know. So, yeah, but you're comparing apples to oranges, aren't you? Because that film was terrible. Well, it, I didn't even think I ever saw pant, it. But it was sold on, on on the sex a little bit, like I suppose Showgirl was, wasn't it? There was going to be some sort of nookie, and it was for basically for any bloke who just couldn't be bothered to, or had the balls to go and actually go and buy a proper porn. So they had this sort of soft porn stuff. And yeah, mate, you know, I, I think that sometimes less less is more. I, I, I'd agree with you on that. I wouldn't say that, you know, that not having sex in, in certain things is, is ridiculous. Uh, if you've ever seen um, Emmanuel Biart in, uh, and I think that's how you pronounce her name, <clears throat> but um, in the film, what was it, gosh, uh, Betty Boo. Has anyone seen it? It's a French film. And the sex in that's quite sexy because it's kind of quite natural. And you're thinking, yeah, you know, they're, they're doing their bit and blah, blah, blah. But then you get stylized American sex and you just think this is just utter toss. And you just, yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's my point. I'm just saying, you know, is to throw it in for the sake of throwing it in. And I think with the, a lot of the violence right now, seems, there seems to be a little bit of a trend now with... Uh, what was the Tarantino movie he did, Hostel? You ever seen that? Yeah, he produced that, didn't he? Yeah. Violent torture porn, as people were calling it. Yeah, you know it's pretty brutal, and I think there's sort of a with anyway with dread, 
There was just a level of sort of like gore and bullets flying through cheeks and blood everywhere and really graphic, you know, just people getting pumped full of lead. And it sort of annoyed me in a way, like the Batman movies annoy me. Here we go. <laughs> right? We grew up watching 2000, reading 2000 AD, reading the comics. And how old were we then? 12, 11, 14. 13, 14, yeah. you know... Young, quite young. Well, you can't... I, there's no way I could get... You know, you could... Uh, well, you know, an 11-year-old might go watch it, but it's pretty brutal. I don't think there was any way it was rated for an 11-year-old. You know, and that's like the same thing that annoyed me a little bit about Batman, was just not being able to take, you know, my son to go see it, or... You know, it's pretty violent, so... Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm amazed, mate, by some of the stuff that they get away with. I mean, in the Batman films, I actually wrote and complained... Uh, it's classic. I wrote and complained about a film where a young girl basically is a trained assassin. And it was a PG or even less than that. And this girl goes around, she snaps a bloke's neck. Um, it's like a sort of like a young Nikita kind of like thing. And I actually wrote and said to the Bridge Board of Film Classification that this is just not on. You have got scenes where you might be saying it's suggestive and therefore it's not full on gory, but it's so suggestive that it, 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 it is there in the imagination. And I actually did complain. So me sort of sitting here thinking you're being a bit um, conservative. Uh, you're not. I, I watched Total Recall with Colin Farrell um, last night, and the wife fell asleep, which normally I fall asleep now. It's kind of like I'm such an old giver, but um, she fell asleep. And I just thought, it's just another scene with more bullets being sprayed around. Oh, here's another scene where they're spraying some more bullets around. Oh, there's, an, there's another scene now where they're spraying more bullets around. I just thought, this is just shit. This is so shit and dull. You know, at least with, like, Commando, with Schwarzenegger and Predator, they used to pace out the stuff, didn't they? You had some sort of, like, threat there. You'd grab some guns and you'd have these, like, little bursts. These films now, they're just dragging it out. Like, ten minutes worth of just spray some bullets and someone's head gets taken off on an arm here or whatever and it's more spraying bullets... And the other thing is, mate, Colin Farrell, pfft, he's all right in sort of minor league field, but he's also got that kind of like, you're too sort of small and weaselly to play an action hero, okay? People might buy into Tom Cruise being an action hero, and that's because they're simple. And the fact is that he is <laughs> shit, you know? And then they had Kate Beckinsale. And, and do you know the other thing I said to my, my wife, we were watching it, I said, look at Kate Beckinsale and look at Colin Farrell. And both of them looked as though they'd gone to the Wizard of Oz and been polished up nice and Hollywood styly, like, you know, they do, where they kind of like, their buns are so tight they could fucking crack walnuts in them. And uh, she looks as though she's had so much various different stuff going on around her to give her that kind of like glint and Hollywood look. And he, you know, had pumped himself up within an inch of his life in his, in his little bod and was parading around with his top off. I just thought, this is some sort of, like, legalised Nazism of body consciousness. It's probably because I'm just sitting there after I'd got on the Wayne scales and gone to 15 stone. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's happened? But, um... Yeah. It, it is, mate. That see, is. <clears throat> okay, now, see, I'm not uh, worried too much about catching up. I'll probably watch Total Recall, but I'm not really going to lose much sleep over it. So, crap? Utter... Utter crap. <laughs> the, the original with Arnie and it, and and everybody when Arnie's kind of like um, it's basically spends most of it gurning like he's gone into someone's put one of those sort of like horseshoe things or you know those those horse 
um, things they put around shire horses and they used to gurn. We have this competition in, in Great Britain where you basically get old men without false teeth um, with their false teeth in, and they make the biggest kind of like gurning face. And all I remember is so recall, which I'm going, it's basically throughout the whole of the film where he's either putting something injecting into his face so he can get past security or go, there's some other sort of like scene. And, um, uh, and even though it was utter dross, the first one, it had a, a lot more charm. And you kind of believed Arnie would beat the shit out of someone. I don't believe Colin Farrell's going to beat the shit out of anybody. I don't believe Orlando Bloom is going to beat the shit out of anybody. I don't believe Leonardo DiCaprio is ever going to beat the shit out of anybody. So stop putting these fuckers on, to, on the cinema and putting them in some big role because they're little weasels and they would get their ass kicked in reality. Someone just go, oh yeah, shut up, mate. Go away. Go away, little fella. Trot off. Trot off, little boy. Go away. Yeah, Yeah, well, the first Total Recall was pretty much tongue-in-cheek, wasn't it? I mean, you would never have taken that seriously. You would have enjoyed it. You would have gone to the cinema knowing what you were going to get. You are going to get a a bag of nuttiness with Arnie in the lead. You know, special effects that you hadn't seen, you know... But they paced it out, though, mate. They paced out the kind of, like, the, 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 the... the violence stuff, so it wasn't constant. This is just constant, like you said, and it, and it's just not. You just think it's because you've got no storyline. It's because you've got no interaction. It's because really no one gives a shit. Colin Farrell falls on a red hot poker up his ass and gets melted by the Wicked Witch of the East or whatever. No one cares, you know. So you're just having no. him spraying more bullets around. Film. Okay. Uh, so marks out of uh, marks out of ten. Two. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. So I watched Django last night. Are you, should, should we hold off on that? Are you going to watch it? Are you... I'm gonna, I, I would like to watch it. I am a, a Tarantino kind of... I do like his stuff. I didn't like Inglourious Bastards. I know a lot of people are like, what? What? But that film went on for far too long and Brad Pitt showed, illustrated why he's so limited as an actor in that. He spends the whole time in that whole film in this little silly asterisk tash. Not even a good asterisk tash. It wasn't even asterisk. It's kind of like a... Um, like the wolf in those old 1950s cartoons kind of like look you know the old wolf used to whistle at the sex yeah when he just looked like that and he just spent the, the whole wolf film- in the zoot suit that's it yeah <laughs> <laughs> and Brad Pitt just looked like that and he just spent the whole time kind of like smugly gurning being out acted right. by Christopher Waltz so yeah I think you anyway I think you'll enjoy it yeah. it's alright I wouldn't say it's one of his best I felt it lost its way a little bit towards the end but yeah, it's all right. Have you seen the it's original? What, Django? Yeah. No, I didn't know there was an original. There is, there's an original one, and it's definitely worth watching if anybody's out there, because a, a guy, a, you, have the, you have the guy dragging along the coffin, kind of like thing. No. Yeah. Well, I might be thinking of another film. <laughs> anyway, I'll check right that out. In, in this one, he's... Right in and tell in this if one, I'm thinking of the wrong film, but I don't want to ruin it, because this, he brings a coffin. Yeah, this one's round about, about, about a bunty, uh, round a bunty hider. <laughs> Jeez, get my teeth in. Bunty. One of my false teeth. A bounty hunter. What, Furphy? Uh, Furphy. Uh, he's posing as a dentist to start with, and he's, anyway, he's a bounty hunter. Watch it. It's all right. Yeah. Worth a watch. Cool. Um, yeah, uh, so probably lots of other things, uh, movies we watched, but uh, nothing really stands out that I want to want to cover uh tv we touched on this was part of the last episode last week where we we lost out homeland i told you i'd been watching that didn't think much to it 
That's a shame. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. Yeah, it's, it's, you know what? The homeland is like Marma. It's going to split people on it. Yeah, I, I, I kind of liked it, but I suppose it's because I haven't been watching a lot of TV. I always watch films, so. Yeah, but see, there now you've changed. So you're saying I kind of liked it, whereas before you said to me it was one of the best the things. First, it, first the series ever. was very good, man. I thought they were really going somewhere with it. I thought it was very intelligently done. Second series, um, I just it burnt out for me massively. I just thought. Well, the uh, thing is, these shows, these shows have to burn out, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't. Nothing lasts forever. Yeah. So gonna burn, everything's going to burn out at some point. Maybe that one just burned out a bit early. So. Yeah. It's 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 weird because I kind of swapped over to that and now I'm watching um, the, the Danish The Killing. You had had that. That's on Netflix. Mm. Basically, no, I'll have a look out for that. But I'm now tiring of it because, and this isn't going to ruin anything. But he's watching The Killing. There's about three series of it, and um, it's got to the point now where they're covering up the lack of plot or or, or storylines by just sort of their original witnesses and the people that are done is suddenly remembering some major serious shit that they should have basically had said during interviews and stuff. Even the people who's... Basically, the story is the girls found uh, murdered, um, two detectives take over it, they interview the family, etc. And then it sort of pans out over, however, about 12 episodes where you're thinking... And you, you, you're the, the parents of this girl and you, you just forgot to mention that uh, there was some sort of stranger that she was seeing. You, you just happened to forget that they might be interested, that might be an important fucking clue there. Um, so I've got tired of that. <laughs> All right, I'll get right on that one. <laughs> well, mate, you, you might say, oh, I'm, I'm really in, you know, you might, but I, 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 I feel like I'm invested. It's like Lost, the, uh, the series Lost, um, that you sort of invested a lot of time and then just thought, this is just shit. I did that with Lost we watched the first two series I think maybe we made it to the third series by the end of it I was just like you know what I'm being strung along here because and what annoyed me about Lost is I think after they did the first two series the guy said who did it was it J.J. Abrams he said it's going to finish at at the end of the third I remember that specifically he said it was going to finish at the end of one of the series, and then it didn't. They just dragged it on for a fourth series, and didn't, I don't know if they did a fifth series. And it's like, you're just talking out your arse, you know. Someone's waving a nice fat check in front of you, and you're going against all your, you know, rather than making a piece that could have come to some sort of, you know, closure, someone's waved a checkbook and said, no, extend it, come on. There's a, there's you know, there's they'll <laughs> open another hatch, and inside will be a labyrinth, and... You know, but isn't isn't he in a very ironic way directing the new Star Wars franchise, which is another oh. another element that we thought, oh, it's come to a conclusion now. You kind of gave us those three pre sequels thing that were dreadful, but now it's all finished. We can put that away as our childhood golden memories. No, and you sold it, didn't you? Didn't you, George? You thought, oh, can I have a bit more money, please? I haven't got enough money. Just want to ruin my whole reputation, even though I haven't really got much one. And then you just went and sold it. And I think it is. Is he the guy that did Star Trek? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think he's got that, mate. He's got that deal. Yeah, well, you know what? Star Trek was good. I enjoyed that. Was that was good, actually. Yep. New, to getting the new Star Wars, there's nothing more about that than getting a paycheck. There's nothing more it. than getting a paycheck. Oh, you know what? You're J.J. Abrams, and you have no idea how much people despise the last three films, and what you're not clued into what people think. I wouldn't touch, you know... 
well, let's put it like this. I wouldn't touch that poison chalice for the, for anything less than a big fat check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, do you know, mate, the, the thing about Lost, and this is the thing that used to irritate me, and I only got to probably about the fifth episode, was that everyone's supposed to be starving on this island, and there's this enormous guy. He's so fat, there's no, there's no other space, really, for any other food. He's obviously the one who's sneaking off, like Piggy, on... Um, the, 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 the famous book, um, you know, oh, uh, yeah. um, that he's obviously going off and eating everyone's food because he was just the fattest fucking bloaty oaf who just was waddling. And I kept thinking, this guy, he's so fat and big, and he's still kind of like happy. What is that with fat people being kind of like fat and happy? Perhaps they are happy because they don't care. Perhaps they are, I don't know. But he just, he just yeah. irritated me. He should have been hungry. He should have lost weight over the series. He didn't. Well, yeah. Yeah, so anyway. Yeah, well. Anything else on TV? So there's been that. I'm I'm desperately waiting for um, for the the, the next. And funnily enough, the guy that's in Total Recall is in Breaking Bad as well. um, The main character. Who, Brian Cranston? Yeah, he plays the baddie in it. Um, Oh, I'm going to watch a film with him tonight, actually. Argo. Ah, I'm saying that. Yeah. Which I think, yeah, which I think he's in. So I might watch that. Oh, I say that. I said I might watch that tonight. You know, it is on TV today. Is the Super Bowl. So I've got a feeling I might just hunker down and watch the Super Bowl. Have you ever seen that before? Yeah, I watch it most years. Mate, I, I, I was in the states and they had an advert after every bit of the game. It's like you just have a little bit pause, but and then literally there's another advert for Budweiser or something else, and then someone throws the ball, it goes out, and then there's another advert bunged into that, and then it's something else happens. I thought I can't fucking watch this. This is shit. I also think the fact that you know recently in the news it's been like uh, these American football players are now all trying to sue for brain damage. Um, our rugby players who are as equally as big and, and probably got much bigger balls because they don't run around in in basically um, a kind of motorcycle helmet and a ridiculous amount of padding like your fucking America's and slightly less <laughs> all right <laughs> masculine gang I don't get the American yeah, thing it's just dull mate isn't it that's well that's probably why I, I might watch it because I don't watch it normally so you know it just culminates the end of the season you know the big game I might watch it I watched it last year and I enjoyed it so you know if that's not reason enough to watch it I have no idea. I know San Francisco's in it this year. I, can't, I have no idea who the other team is, but then I'll find out tonight when I turn it on. So I've never understood the over sort of theorising as well about the different like manoeuvres and stuff. I remember playing John Madden's kind of like um, national or whatever American football game, and I just thought this is just so boring. You had all these various different moves, and invariably you'd throw it to one of the opposition, and invariably you'd throw it to one of the opposition, and you try some other manoeuvre, invariably you throw it to the opposition because you got so tiresome. And I thought. Basically, there's two teams, a bit like rugby league, and you just got to get the ball to the other end. And, and they have literally made it almost like Tiddly yeah. has been theorised well, to the level of chess. Well, yeah, I hear what you're saying there, and you know deep in your heart of hearts that there is something to it, right? You know, and if you watch it and you start to get into the tactics of it, then you know that's I suppose that's where the payoff comes, and it becomes and it's something enjoyable. Well, I so, want to know how they're getting brain damage when they're wearing crash helmets. I don't know. Sure, so that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. 
<laughs> I didn't even know they were suing for brain damage. They are. There's yeah. a lot of them. Are, uh, well, you wouldn't probably know some of them, but um, yeah, they are apparently. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, let's. Um, yeah. So I'm going to be watching that. Uh, I tell you what, the good thing about the the Super Bowl is I went into the supermarket this morning at seven in the morning to go do my shop, and uh, I go there seven in the morning is the best time to go shopping in the supermarket because you know how much I like to go to the supermarket. And uh, yeah, they have all the Super Bowl specials on, so I picked up like about twelve cases of soda <laughs> to mark the occasion. <laughs> They're like, how can you not? Like, so I got a case of uh, Dr. Pepper for like, you know, each of these cases was like $2.60. I'm going to be diabetic by the end of the month. There is no <laughs> doubt about it. I have bought so much Dr. Pepper, D- Dr. Pepper Cherry, three different type, three different brands of root beer, you know, Schweppes ginger ale. Uh, all of them except two cases, two, two of the cases were one was club soda and the other one was diet root beer. Oh. Well, the thing is, is that they're saying that with the diet stuff now, and there's been reports here that it's causing depression. That, really? That, that, that people that have four cans of Diet Coke or whatever or such and such. And, and I'm just saying this is what's out there. So if anyone's out there trying to sue us, as you always know with our, our podcast, they are just two blokes chewing the fat. We don't mean anything by it. It's just our own personal thoughts and it's our own freedom of speech. But um, they do say that there is links between certain... Cokes that are of the diet variety and uh, depression in people because of the chemical or the uh, artificial um, sweetness in it. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about Do you know that, the others, so. mate? That whenever you mention the Super Bowl, I just have to say, is I, I always remember the one sort of thing that, that kind of like is in my head is Janet Jackson and the wardrobe malfunction where they ripped open and just this saggy tit just flopped out like a kind of like dead man's tongue just dropped out of the tree. <laughs> and then she went, oh, like that. And, it, and, and they said it was a, a wardrobe, wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, right. That's There's like, no, no chance in hell. Was he a, was going to yeah. rip that out. She was going to try and shock people. And all came out was this dead dog's nose dropping out, <laughs> sagging around and rubbing around on her tummy. And everyone's just thinking, hasn't she got a saggy tip? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty. Brutal. He's moving me on now, know. listeners. You see, I'm getting a bit contentious. We, 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 no, no, no. You can go on about no. that. I'm just looking to find out who the Super Bowl halftime show is today. So, uh, oh, oh, Beyonce. Oh, she's going to mime Great. again. Oh, I, I, I don't tell you know. about Beyonce, right? She was in the news um, for for miming in the inauguration of the um, President Obama. And she actually said, and it was a big thing, did she mime, did she not mime, did she mime, did she not mime? And she actually admitted, yes, she did mime, but she said she did a really good job of it. Can you do a really good job miming? Unless you're that French mime artist. He does a really good job miming, but I don't think you did, did you? When you're up there pretending to sing some song and you're not actually singing it because you've got no nuts. Come here. (laughs) Yeah. Who are you thinking of? Marcel Marceau? Yes, that's him, yeah. Well, he didn't even speak, did he? So that's good. He was always trapped in a box, bless him. He was trying to think out of the box, but he could never get out of the box. Get out of the box, Marcel! I can't get out of the box! Hang on, I've got a a sound for that. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to bring out the sound. (laughs) Go on, do the wolf. Hang on, I've got to find it. I don't even know where it is. Ah. Ah. Get church bell clanging. 
Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, yeah, let's not get into all that. Uh, okay, so yeah, Super Bowl tonight. Maybe going to do that. Uh, should we move on to video games? Because we didn't cover games last week. Uh, that's charming. Um, and I started playing a game called The Unfinished Swan, which I think I talked to you very briefly about. You should check that out. It's a small game, uh, downloadable on the PlayStation. It's one of those games where if you don't explore video games very much, you need to see a game like this to understand what you're missing. You know, so it's really a really charming game. Uh, it's a little bit different than anything I've played before. Uh, well worth a look. You, know, you start off in a completely blank... You can't see anything. It's all white. And you just have the ability to throw balls of paint. And so the more balls of paint start to reveal the world around to you. It's pretty neat. Very well done. You wouldn't want to play it for hours and hours, but as a short sort of two or three hour game, it's well worth a look. So, oh. uh, that, uh, yeah, so definitely check that out called The Unfinished Swan. Uh, yeah, really nice. Uh, started playing Transformers. War of Cybertron today with the boy. Um, surprisingly good. Really? Yeah, surprisingly good. Yeah, it is that hasn't good. been totally destroyed by... Uh... Well, no, you see, the thing is, anybody who knows games knows that transfer- every Transformers game, apart from this one, is out of toilet. Right? So they were bound to hit the mark at some point. This one's not bad. Well, it's just so a total that, that... waste of development time. They've taken so many franchises and just ruined them from the Lord of the Rings. Although I haven't played it. Um, I don't know, have you ever played any Lord of the Rings stuff that they've done? You know, well, actually, we got that yesterday from the library. Oh, okay. Uh, Lego, Lego Lord of the Rings. Uh, what about the real kind of, well, not the real one, but, you know, the, the actual, like, proper... Proper games? Yeah. No, never tried them. <laughs> the Lego ones I, I tried to play, and they had this wonderful charm, but I then get so bored of collecting stuff and flying, trying to fly to one level to get something. I did the Batman and Robin one, and I, it just got to the point. And, and the Indiana Jones one, and it just gets a bit... I can see kids would like it. Adults. Yeah, see, those will be some of them. If you, if Rubes, if your son gets to the point where you, you're going to let him play games, you can't go wrong with the with the Lego games. They're great yeah, to sort of start them off on. They're charming, aren't they? They're charming. They're pretty uh, friendly. They're, they're really good. So, yeah. Apart from that, so a little bit more Skyrim, which is good. Uh, we'll get you onto Skyrim at some point. You'll lose your life to that. Yes. Uh, like Oblivion. Oh. Yes, Infamous 2, I started that, that's pretty good. You like that? Yeah, I do. jumping around inanely for my liking. I'd find that I couldn't actually jump to certain things. We are talking about the Infamous one where you get like electrical powers, don't you, and you can climb up stuff. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think I'd like that game, but I do. I also like the the collecting, it hits my OCD itch. Yes, uh, on Halo, I, I didn't get any skulls. I didn't win anything. I finished that, and it was thoroughly, I have to say, underwhelming, guys. I'm sorry. You took the franchise, and you didn't really do what I was hoping, which was bring something to it. Um, I'm now playing Bioshock 2, which I started playing some time ago, and I've got to this point where I'm just collecting my first Adam, or my second lot of Adam from this bloke. It's a very strange thing to have this little girl keep calling you daddy all the time and daddy do you want to pick me up daddy and you're going to ride on my shoulder daddy and all this sort of strange stuff I sort of think oh god don't, don't keep talking little girl that's a bit weird but anyway I've got this little girl riding around on my shoulders and I have to collect this Adam I've literally 
haven't got enough resources to fight this un- oncoming onslaught of these things called splinters or, or squinters or squatters or the squitters. Um, and they come running at you from all these different angles. So I've had to go back. I've never done this before in a game. I've actually had to go back to some previous levels in order to, to, to do it all again, to get to the stage that I've got enough resources of bullets and stuff to fight these mothers. So I just get absolutely Well, cranked. you know, yeah, and then... That's not a bad thing in a way. Like, it should be a challenge. Some things... You need to be challenged occasionally. Some games are just too easy. I think I was getting a little bit worried about that in Skyrim. I was just... every Everybody I met, every cave I went into, I was just kicking the crap out of everyone. And then finally I just I turned the corner and came to this one place where there were these three wizards and they absolutely kicked the shit out of me. <laughs> no, no ifs or buts. I had to keep reloading. I must have reloaded ten times to go back and try and beat them and they just couldn't. So I've got those guys. I know where they are. Oh, you're coming for them. And I'm coming... Oh, I'm coming back. You're going to do Leroy on them. <laughs> oh, I'm going to come back. And honestly, I've never been, like, feel the sense of revenge. I am coming back to absolutely kick the crap out of them. <laughs> little wizards with their robes. There's me with the sword. <laughs> your plastic um, spoon in your hand. Right now, cool. yeah, I've got the, the, the enchanted spoon of whatever. Cutter. Cutter. Of pudding, <laughs> this isn't really doing much. But when I come back with the two-handed broadsword of death, <laughs> the doom, and I'll it, and I'll introduce them to that. So, oh no, but, uh, yeah. So that's good. So yeah, lots of games going on. Anything else, games-wise, for you? Um, yeah. As I said, I mean, I've avoided like Skyrim. Um, I've kind of been playing some. I play an awful lot of um, handheld. Um, games you get on the on the iPhone, and there's some wonderfully charming sort of like bits and pieces. And I'll do a a proper full review when I haven't not suffering from sort of forty year old amnesia, 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 forty year old amnesia, where I can't remember anything. But there's been some some good little ones, but there's actually been some absolute stinkers as well that I've kind of paid sixty nine p for and thought I ain't doing that again. Why have I paid that? And then there are did you get Peggle yet? I haven't got that yet, mate. No, I shall. I shall actually probably go and download that in a minute. Yeah, get Peggle and get the unfinished Swan. See, the thing is, is if I'd been on the train paying Peggle, he'd have grabbed my phone by now, and that'd have been that, wouldn't it? See? Oh gosh, am I going to? You wouldn't have given. You wouldn't have given up your Peggle. No. No. Bite him. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. So there's some bits and pieces, but on the major game front. um... Yeah, there's, 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 it's, it's a bit strange actually the market at the moment. There's definitely something's going on with the PlayStation and the Xboxes for the next gen because I'm not seeing anything kind of like massive coming around the corner that I'm thinking, oh yeah, you know, we've had Halos come out now, that's, that's done its due, but can you think of any big titles now that are being pumped out there? Everything's slowing down and that means... GTA 5? Yes, actually, yes, yes, that is, that is. Grand Theft Auto Five. I think there's a new Gears of War coming, but but that's it, isn't it? I don't know. We're going to get an announcement, I think, on the PlayStation Four pretty soon. You see, no one and wants the, to say and the new hand, Xbox. Though, that's a strange thing. It's like a game. Ah, uh, Dave, the wheels are in motion. They'll show their hand, and whatever they're going to do, they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, we can just go into a massive conver- I just think the whole market's completely different for these consoles now. I think that we're getting towards the end. There's still going to be the big AAA titles that are coming out, but the I think the new for the next console, the big thing is going to be 
smaller titles, downloadable titles, cheaper titles, yeah. and people are playing more of them and easier to get. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be slightly different, but anyway, we're all going to win. If you're a gamer, you're going to win. It's going to be good. So cool. Good. Okay. Well, look. Shall we? Uh, we'll start wrapping up. Yep. You're giving me the sign for wrapping up. Uh, let's just go. I've got a couple of things here. We got a, a review on iTunes by someone. Uh, C. Dorian left us a review on the Canadian iTunes store, which was very kind of him. Um, I will just. Uh, so yeah. Thank you for that. And I will just say, if anybody else downloads on iTunes, if you could get a chance to leave us a review, that would be very nice. It's always pretty neat to see that. Uh, there and I think it helps us get noticed uh, the Dudes and Stuff podcast I'll give a shout out to those guys because they were kind enough to let me invade their show so Travis and, Travis and Josh thank you very much and the other thing I was going to say about them is they good, good intro music I've been listening to a lot more podcasts and there's some good intro music people do good intro music for their podcasts like you did yours is it easy to do that sort of stuff? I don't know. I'm not really that musical, so... Yeah, no, it's... Um, mine was written by a, a, a very famous composer. <laughs> a very talented man. Well, yeah, I should think so. <laughs> very professional. Well, yeah, no, you, you know... To be honest, mate, the, the equipment out there is so good nowadays that you can record fairly decent stuff very, very effectively. Like, there's a great app for the um, the iPhone and the, uh, the iPad, which... Um, Allows you to download all of Slash's kind of like guitar setup. This is just a totally left conversation, but allows you to download all the stuff, and that's very good. So um, you can have his sound, um, so and then you can record yourself playing on his kind of amps and stuff of all his settings. That's quite cool. Yeah, well, funny enough, I've been using some uh, DJ software, and they I was on Beatport the other day, and you can download sets, not sets, but sort of like the t- full broken down tracks from these other DJs who've made music and they allow you to sort of go in and remix their tracks for them. It's, it's pretty neat. Yeah, there's a lot of neat stuff out there. So, yeah, it's all good. Uh, so, uh, was there any other shout-outs? You know what, I didn't even prepare my other list of shout-outs. Um, so, you know what, I'm going to skip the other shout-outs that I'm missing. I went to go and see if anybody actually had emailed me and all I had was... Um uh, Canadian debt recovery spam oh alright uh, <laughs> so shout out to Canadian debt recovery thank you very much for that uh, thanks, for email. Email. thanks for that uh, yeah if you want to follow us at TransRants uh, on Twitter uh, website transatlanticrants.com or on iTunes and if you get the chance to tell anyone or at least give us a little bit of exposure and pass the podcast on to people we appreciate it the more listeners the better and if someone uh, wants to go onto the Super Bowl and actually expose themselves at transatlanticrants.com that, that's also good go for yeah, it go and run across the pitch naked with Transatlantic Rants written all over you on iTunes excellent that'll get some coverage yeah, uh, actually, one of the things I did sign us up for, I think in a couple of weeks we're going to get reviewed by another podcast. There's another podcast that reviews podcasts. So we're going to get our podcast in their podcast face. Um, like time to strap on your thick skin and see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking, forward to, I'm looking forward to the highlights and the, and the clips from that one, so that'll be fun. Cool. So we got that coming up. Uh, and that pretty much just leaves us to say thanks very much. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. 
Uh, thank you very much, Jeremy, and I will catch up with you soon. Cool. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye.